When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, this is Dr. Drew, and you are listening to This Life with Bob Foy and Dr. Drew. Here we are. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to uh, This Life. Bob? We're back. You were singing the intro music there a second ago. <laughs> sounds like a 70s, sit- 70s sitcom. <laughs> so... So, so much is going on, Drew, I can't even tell you. But well, mostly I've been in parental meetings. All right, wait, wait, wait. Now. <laughs> with shall, school shall, administrators. Shall we talk about and psychologists. Your, your parenting immediately, or should we welcome our guest? <laughs> we should welcome our guest. Okay. But then get immediately into this. <laughs> oh, don't worry. Are, that, you, that's coming. are you a parent? <laughs> I am not. You got to be. Li- the really other voice you're hearing is Jake Fogelnest. Uh, Jake, uh, what are you working on right now? Uh, I'm about to start on a, a new TV show that I, I can't talk about yet, but I, be, I just uh. finished the second season of uh, Difficult People. I'm a TV writer, and I wrote uh, on Wet Hot American Summer. And, and Funny or Die stuff, right? Yeah, and I worked. I, I was a writer and director at Funny or Fantastic. Die for a long time. Hey, I, I, you work at Funny or Die, can you get me hooked up with those people? Yeah. The funniest thing happened to me, I wanted to make it into a Funny or Die. Let's do it. What, what so here's the thing. Skrillex is a musician. Okay, sure, so, sure. so I'm known as his sidekick, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Anywhere. I go somehow an intervention is gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean yeah. so so uh, but I'm a musician and a lot of times Robbie yeah. Robbie Krieger from the door is an old friend of mine and he knew that I loved this kid Skrillex so he goes he goes guess what we're doors are recording with Skrillex at Ocean oh Way. thank god good come, good good you should come you should the, come down the doors the doors, the doors are recording with Skrillex, Skrillex. the collaboration <laughs> I, I've been waiting for that who's left from the doors Robbie and and uh and and who else? The organ player, right? What's the name? Or he Denton? just died. Yeah. Passed away. It um, was uh, anyway, Ray Manzarek. Manzarek and, and Robbie, they were still. Got it. It. Right. And Manzarek was a big driving yeah. force for the Doors. So that makes kind yeah, of sense. This yeah. Was a, and he produced X. And, yeah. Well, yeah. but Robbie wrote the songs. Okay. He wrote, you Light know what fire, I mean? Right. So, he, so I go by there. He wrote the lyrics and the music? To the Light songs? My Fire. Wow. Yeah. So listen, so I go by there. It's like 12 noon. At the Ocean Way or whatever the studio is out in Santa Monica, I walk in and the Skrillex kid is sitting there at the board, and he just turns and he starts looking at his manager. Oh no! He, pa- he just panics at the sight of you. <laughs> oh no! Like, no no no! I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. I'm not here in a professional capacity, and this has happened more than and, once. And did he calm down or was he still weird? He was, you know, he couldn't believe that I wanted to come and meet him and see them play. Or well, I he... mean, at a darker time in my life, if you walked in, I'd be like, uh-oh. You know? <laughs> well, he pulled some weird stuff. He was supposed to, he was booked on Loveland and then vanished, like, right before. Like, oh, uh, really? Yeah, it was He weird. thought there was an intervention happening. No, I just, I don't know what that is. I never and know. And then what. I walked in with Kevin Hart did stand-up at, uh, in uh, Las Vegas, and I walked in, and he had a glass of wine in his hand, and he went, oh, shit! <laughs> no! Yeah, I know. <laughs> That, like, I, like, I you, you ruin all parties. No, you I know. Can't and, go anywhere, and we, we, we're neither of us are that guy. I know. And we're, yeah. we're, we're, we enjoy people having fun. If they want to do substances, that's on them. If they need help stopping, we're that's, here. We're there. available. Yeah, but like, it's like so you weird. guys are going to be like, you can't push anyone it's into so weird. It's so, so awful. I just to be thought that would be a good funnier guy if Drew and I just are out just eating just and we having, walk yeah. in somewhere and somebody thinks that interventions happen. Also, I think the other thing is just you know, I order a glass of wine or something. You're like, no. And I drink the wine. People are like, <gasps> <laughs> yeah, like no, you don't have a problem. Scandal. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> well, at, when Chrissy first met you in New York and you ordered sake, she was afterwards. She was like, Doctor Drew drinks. <laughs> yes. Why not? <laughs> Haven't you we earned it? You can <laughs> earned it. You, you know? get out there and really get blasted one night. I, I know. I know. I know. 
<laughs> That'll but be. don't you think that'd be a good funnier die that he That's and I great. are just going places and no, every time a, we walk in somebody thinks an intervention's being done on yeah. them no it's a, and it's a perfect sketch and then the end at the end of the sketch Andy Dick shows up and he's just like I'm fine <laughs> <laughs> Andy's good he is good I've heard him on this did show did he make it through New York does anybody know without drinking he seemed like he was on Jason Ellis's show yesterday and he looked good. Okay. That's good. So I think so. I know you were very upset you weren't invited to uh, Ben Really upset. Uh, really birthday bummed. party. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't get invited either. Oh, well, okay. So, so. We, we're in the same boat. Yeah. Because I, I, I've had contact with Ben. I really like yeah, him. Yeah. No, Ben's that, great. Yeah. yeah. That, that was weird to me. Uh, although, whatever. We'll see. You know, things ebb and flow. I know. Whatever. I, I, I hear about things. Last night, somebody said, are you going to see Chili Peppers at the East Hotel? And I was like, oh, I didn't know they were playing. Yeah. But uh, you know what are you gonna do? But but the other thing that so what I did get was an invite from Andy to go with him. I was like, no no no, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, no no, I'm no, because then because that becomes work. But you oh. guys have the boundary up now with him, where you don't you don't treat Andy. No, we're not treating it. But he no. but he right. still but calls. But he wants to he's open a rehab. Oh, that's so good. that's really difficult. Yeah. yeah, and he calls upon us with stuff. And we're like, mm, you know, right? It's, it's hard because I, and I I in the last episode he was on in this series. We wrote him a little bit about his sex addiction and stuff. Remember that? Well, and, love and, addiction. Well, he whatever. Wants to be love. Yes. Love and sex. He talks of, about sex, but I don't know. How it's much not sex about is going no. On. It's not about sex. It's about, it's, no, it's I about heard, love. It, no, I thought it was you know in in he's in sober living and just of course you Forever. just hook up with like a twenty three year old. That's the greatest greatest. Mo- nobody, by the way, nobody. My, I'm thirty. I'll be thirty seven. I shouldn't be with a twenty three year old. Their brains are not done no, being know. cooked. And how about the fact that she was like a month into sobriety? Oh. Oh my that's God. what that's yeah. what bothers me. If he wants to screw his own sobriety up, fine. Right, but don't. The screw best part of it, the caveat is because I'm no one to talk about what age people date. But, but let me tell you something. <laughs> How does that? Let's they, get into that. How does that yeah. work? Well, I'm by the way, about neither that. am I. With my like, I I dated a young person yeah. uh, recently, and I and it was short, but it was the last time I will do it. I, I just said, oh, I I, I think I water guess. seeks its own level. I, Whatever the hell that means, Bob. Nice, so nice dodge. That I'm, that I'm, nice, uh, nice juke. Carefree and and uh, emotionally twenty-three years old. Emotionally twenty thirty. Thirty. Okay. So, yeah. I I don't I never like to sit in judgment when people do that, but it always like I always like think I do. Do you? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you why. Do you really want to delve into that? Do you want this to be an episode, Doctor Drew Pinsky? An episode about age in in Hollywood. Because I can tell you, here's my thought, my theory about Los Angeles. You guys tell me if I'm wrong. This is where all the crazy people migrate. Yeah. Right? So this, Historically, this, certainly. This mm-hmm. metropolitan area has the most amount of crazy in it. Yeah. If somebody is um, in their age appropriate for me, which would be 40, 45, uh, I'll give you 35. Even. 35. Yeah. They... <laughs> there's a there's a weeding out of crazy that happens in this town right. where if you're not too crazy you're going to be you survive you're going to have a relationship yes that survives that's right all the non-crazy is the worst uh, i mean all the craziest is the worst of that field the older 35 the older. to 45 yeah, as as a friend of mine says the marketplace is perfectly efficient <laughs> And, and so the, <laughs> the, what market leaves behind you're leaves, not following leaves you behind following for a reason I, I, I'm sort of I've dated you. a lot of yeah. age appropriate people right what, they start stalking you after like three dates oh boy you know what I mean I woke up and looked out my window and there was how about a, a nice stand. widower Bob a widow I mean <laughs> <That's> <laughs> widower yeah. I'm going gay now <laughs> well you can try it I don't <laughs> care let's be open everybody well, tries their best I'm fascinated but it's a hard town to really sure. make it work in well you gotta get on the uh, celebrity dating app oh did you hear about that oh, this <laughs> is the funniest thing it's crazy I have ever I uh, a friend of mine was texting about it are you friend, on it I, I got on it but I got on it as a joke like a friend of mine was texting me like uh, you know about this uh, is my friend Sean he's like you know about this uh, celebrity dating app and, uh, and he was like sort of like I should be on that I have two Emmys and, and and like they should just accept me and I'm like and to to mess with him I just what? said you, you have to you have to apply he for was, it you have, to, you have apply. to apply you have to a certain level of celebrity and then they supply do you have, a, do you have to have a certain amount of Twitter followers it's, they link to your Instagram <laughs> first of all you can get referrals you're referred to it and then it links to your Instagram and then a a, a committee approves you yeah. And then they and, say that'll be thirty dollars, right? Thirty dollars, and then they supply you with 
other celebrities? No, no, no not just that. With uh, whatever you want, people that also <laughs> it's it's make a great way for Instagram models to meet EDM DJs. Right. The, oh it my is so God. The Instagram models sort of get get make the cut, and it is it's sort of it's a, the demand side makes a cut, and the supply side makes a cut. I'm dying to see the men on this thing. I've only seen. I uh, hear it's the like women. a lot. Like oh no, people are on it's it. By for the way. real people, for it's, real yeah, people yeah. are on it. But I mean, by for real, I mean like. Important people, so celebrities, yeah. you know, celebrities who yeah. are important. Yeah. And um, but the funny thing that I like about it, and I think you'll appreciate this, Bob, is that your profile, you, you, it's a series of pictures, but then you have to pick a song to <laughs> represent yourself. <laughs> so when I was going through it, I just was like, so like a song would start playing, but like, nope, and I would just Mongoloid. Do you want Mongoloid? Yeah, Mongoloid. But I'm wearing a Devo <laughs> shirt. No, I, I decided as a joke, I just made it the national anthem. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> that's good. And so, what did you did you? I did what match with some Smash, people, but yeah. it was a couple of people that I knew already. And oh. like, I, what I'm, I just, that's such an unnatural way to meet somebody. Yeah. And like, I just, I oh, don't know. David Spade must be a hog. Hey, yeah, man. no, it's, it's like, if it's, you're David Spade, it's perfect. Yeah. If you're like Jeremy Piven, it's terrific. <laughs> you know, somebody like Bill that. Maher, Bill Maher. Oh my God, Bill Maher. <laughs> Forget it. But it's like, that's a certain, it's a certain type of Hollywood man, which I am striving to not be. Oh, I thought you were working hard to be that. No, okay. I, I don't. I don't. I mean, I, and I feel like if Where'd I just, grow up, I grew up in uh, New York city in Manhattan, in Manhattan, downtown Manhattan, where, uh, broom and Bowery, like oh, way down. Yeah. Like wow. in Soho. People down, you grew up down there. I, well, I'm originally from Philadelphia. You grew up in a crack house. <laughs> no, I, I was when I lived there, yeah. there was a SRO across the street. Yeah. It was, and it was restaurant equipment supply stores. Right. Now it's Nolita. Yeah, yeah. You know, it yeah. is It is completely changed. But in 90, uh, we moved there in 93. The meatpacking district? No, no. No, Broom. this is Broom and Bowery. It's like Soho. Four or five oh. blocks away Real, from CBG. Yeah. Real on oh, Soho. Okay. Real. Like, it was, it was me and then like. That's where you're, what's her name? Yeah, well, yeah. What's the that that f- your favorite store is there on Broom? Oh, and that's where uh, what's his name died too is right there. Um, Heath Ledger died. Yes, in, he, he was yeah. he was further west. Yeah. yeah, no, that was you know that was my neighborhood, and it was it was you know two blocks away. So from the, and you're eight, so you were like seven and going to CBGB. <laughs> yeah, well, I was. Uh, yeah, kind of. I, I mean, I grew up, uh, I'm originally from Philadelphia. My dad moved to New York City in 1985, and he would kind of take me everywhere. Your parents and then split. My parents were kind of split from before I was born. Uh, I don't remember them together. The idea it, of them together is weird yeah. to me. So originally from Philadelphia. Originally from Philadelphia, and then my mom, uh, I moved, so I would visit my dad every weekend, and then I moved with my mom in like 1993 to Broom and Bowery. Mm. And, uh, you know, it was. Did you go great. to save the robots when you were like 10? No, I did not go to save the robots. Save the robots. <laughs> I was living little... there at that time. Well, it really? was weird. Like, I, I started doing this public access show when I was a teenager. Uh, and and in high school or something? Yeah, I was in high school. I was wow. a freshman in high school. PS, whatever. Um, no, I went to Columbia Prep. Uh. My high school experience is very strange because I went to Columbia Prep and then I went to all the, the way uptown. Yeah, it was a horrible commute. I used to get on the subway at Grand you mean, Street. You went the, the the Columbia University. No, no, no Columbia. Uh, they have the school. They have a they have Columbia have a Prep. prep it's not affiliated with the university. Okay, it's is just it a private the, school. Okay, and, it's and right that. right up there in the one twenties or whatever. No, or? it's a ninety third and Central Park West. We, yeah, we have a we live right near there. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. A lot of drug addicts went to that school. Oh, a ton of them. <laughs> no, it's bizarre. Like, I think I, the kid the kid who strangled the girl in the park went to that school. Um, uh, Robert Chambers. Yeah, I is don't think the, is that the kid. Oh, uh, if I well, Robert like, but that's back right in the where 80s? the school is, right? Oh, it was yeah. Like, but, I, by I the run, way, I would be I so happy if I went to I, the same school. I as go Robert to Chambers. I go to Riverside Park and I go down yeah. right ninety third. That's how I get there, and I cross West End right there. It was you know I went there for a year and then I transferred yeah. to the professional children's school and then I just stopped going what, to high school. Did you have to audition for the ch- professional no, children's school? No, you just had to have a talk show on MTV and they'll let you in. Like <laughs> I had this I had this public access show that got picked up by by MTV's yeah. uh when I was 16 17 years old. But so just to the point of like say there like I would get phone calls like like hey this is Michael Alec come to Limelight. We think you're funny. And my mom was like no you're not going to Limelight with Michael Alec. And in that case she was right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have not been good. No. Uh, he was a fun guy. He was fun. No, I'm, I'm not trying to say he wasn't fun. He threw great parties. He had a but bad night. He had a really <laughs> what, Tell everybody what happened. I, I, met, I, met, I met all those club kids. Did you? They, 
they something went wrong and somebody got killed and then you know mm. yeah they, they he's out now i think yeah he's got a youtube show we were all thrilled for he's him. got a youtube of course he does has he ever accepted responsibility got, for what happened i guess we got happened? a link to that see who the guy is oh god have um, you, has he ever well macaulay Culkin played him in the movie oh yeah. uh, what was the movie party monster oh right right yeah right. oh my god i i think that it was he, fabulous those people were fabulous it was you know it was what really were you doing in the city then heroin <laughs> <laughs> But I would see them all dressed up going somewhere. Yeah, and it'd be fun. <laughs> right? It'd be fun. I would see that as a little boy. Wow. Um, but then when I was like 15, 16, I didn't do, I wasn't part of the, the club Because Limelight was right there by CBGB's. Well, right? Limelight what, was on ninth. What was, was the one that was right off the CBGB's thing where the pool, where the pool hall is? Oh, what's that, that club? Called? I don't know. That's where they used to dress up a lot. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's all um, banks and uh, uh, expensive clothing stores now. It's all gone. yeah. There's no record yeah. stores in the East Village at all. No, no records. There's more there's no, records. no records. <laughs> no record stores. No records are back, Drew. Uh, yeah, there's yeah. no record store it's in not... Laguna Beach. How can cities, municipalities? Poobahs, what was that one? Was it Pubas? I was called. Or was that was that Pubas in Pasadena? Oh yeah, yeah. There, there was one there. Uh, oh, oh my God. There's pictures of it online. I was just seeing the other day. It's anyway, not important. Anyways, the, you know, I think records and stuff are important, and you know, what I, I mean? do. Too. I and have a bunch of them still that have just traveled with me, you know, my entire life. Well, records are back. Yeah. So, so you did you go to college? I didn't. And you so see, you're, now you're off. And how did the stand up kick in? Well, I, I I'm not a stand up. I I got involved in uh, Upright Citizens Brigade, like right after. So sketch. My yeah, right after the show ended. Like the uh, the way I always tell the story is the Upright Citizens Brigade. Uh, came to New York City, you know, it was the, you know, uh, four of them at the time. And they're like, hi, we're going to start doing shows here. We're going to open up a theater. In the we're 20s to- there. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 for, and the city just said, yes, please do this. Yeah. And I got involved with that from the very, very beginning. Oh, wow. Exciting. And was sort of that, of that first generation. And uh, that was... <laughs> College. Didn't a lot of those guys end up on SNL? Yeah. Well, yeah. Amy, I, you know, well, they, they have a huge multi conglomerate. Now, now it is. Well, now it's, it's a, a huge well, company. You've seen the one here. They've yeah, just built a new yeah, there's, there's, I mean, there's the two theaters in LA yeah. and there's two theaters in New York. And, like, you know, in the beginning, they're it was killing like a, groundlings. They're killing them. Groundlings always will have its place, too. Yeah. And, you know, but that, that, in New York, when it started, it was 100 nerds that wanted to do comedy. And, and my daughter's at Second City. She's, is she really? She's doing, yeah, she's doing stuff there. That's so awesome. Yeah, it's crazy. In Chicago? Yeah. Wow, she's, I didn't you, know yeah, that. She's, that's, she went there to do their conservatory. That's amazing. Yeah, she loves it. But she's, it's, she's you know, went to Barnum, went to Columbia, that kind of stuff. And so yeah. she's used to, like, really moving academically. And she's yeah. like, this once a week, twice a week. Oh, stuff. it's it's a night. I remember yeah. so, the nightmare of waiting in between right. classes. Right, and you would right, get right. practice groups together. And, um, uh, yeah, so she said. Like, you got three mil- minutes to kill it or go home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's uh, that upright citizens brigade. I did that thing where you tell your life the story, yeah, yeah, and it was so crazy. The you know you just tell a general story of yeah. your life, and then they dim the lights, and then they reenact little parts of your life wow. or, or or free flow or whatever it's called. Yeah, uh, and the guy did as if what it was like for me in my high school guidance counselor's <laughs> office, oh. and I said, so I want to be a drug and alcohol specialist, so I'm going to start. Pretty much, I guess, smoking pot right away. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I hopefully be on heroin within, I don't know, by the time I graduate, hopefully. Well, you know, well, <laughs> you have to you have to take your time with it and make sure that you're doing it in a responsible fashion. You don't want to rush right into heroin right away. It needs to be slow, gradual build. Yeah, and it was really funny, like yeah. how they could think of that in two seconds. Uh, uh, you know, it was pretty amazing. Yeah, it's it's uh, it was the best, especially for me coming off of doing... You know, I was a, a young kid and I had some raw talent, but I didn't have any sort of sense of how comedy worked or my craft. So to f- have this, you know, community sort of emerge at the when I was 18, 19 years old, wow. you know, and it's ch- it changed my life and, and set me on the path today. And now I'm very successful. So let's try to <laughs> most comedians, now you're and writing. most yeah. people, yeah. In, most people in the arts are you know, almost like psychologists. Right. So let's use you as a sounding board. Not me. Not me and Drew. OK, so. The way we're raising children these days, let's call now, it. Now we're going to get into your parenting stuff, yes, right? Yes. Okay. The, but these J- Jake days, is very excited to do so. Because I'm assuming your parents 
you know, a lot of times during the day in New York City in the 80s and 90s, didn't know where you were. Oh, I, I, I didn't see them. Yeah. Like, it was just... And look at how successful he is, Drew. Right. Yeah, right. there was a rough patch there, Bob. There, there, <laughs> but there isn't eight minutes where I don't know where Elvis is and what he's right. doing. Right, yeah, but, but that's technology, too. Somehow, so now he got in trouble at school, right? Oh, here and we go. we have to go to these... Play parent supervised with psychologists oh, meetings. No. 12 sessions. And it's a bunch of parents on their phones mostly. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. well, yep. the kids play with psychologists and PsyDs. Oh. And I'm paying attention to what it exactly is. And I stumbled upon this thing. Elvis is always on his best behavior when there's an adult around. What he cannot do is regulate himself when there's no... Oh adult to turn to he's and good. his whole life there's always been an adult to turn to um, he's got the gene evidently yeah <laughs> this is that thing this is all kids this is, Drew. No, this is sneaky it's, uh, sneaky yeah, is, what can i get away with right what sneaky can i go to what can i get away with i, I want to do not the, so much it's it's a little of that but it's more he wants to hang out with the older kids uh-huh. he's four he was just four turned five he wants to hang out with the six and seven year olds yep they don't want to hang out with a four or five year old is that how he got into trouble they tease him oh. or push him down or right. want him to go away oh. and then he retaliates right. with a fury right like what do you do that's forest fury yeah <laughs> right. you know what I mean what do you do he you know he's kicking and fighting that's uh, no good no bueno no bueno in uh, LA Unified School no. District no that's bueno. how he got that's how he yeah they, that qualified. Just, it's so funny sessions. because that would raise such an alarm bell <laughs> oh, now. <laughs> but when I was five or six years old, like, yeah, he should watch his mouth with that stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. But, we'll keep an eye on him. Yeah. But yeah. W- what do you think's uh, creating that digression? What's going on? He looks they so have, happy at Disneyland when I see yeah, the pictures. No, he, no he, he's been around adults too much, and we got to transition him into kids. Please do. I mean, he really doesn't enjoy children all that much oh i opted you know out I mean? of childhood around eight i just oh. said i'm not interested and um and you know i i it's it's funny because it's what formed me as a person today like i love that i was watching john waters movies when i was eight years old and i love that i you know what i mean i, I you know i love it eight eight years same, old. yeah but at the same time flamingos. <laughs> no, I, but to my father's credit he he, he oh. fast forwarded through some parts okay which actually makes it worse because if you watch two hippies have sex with a chicken at normal speed yeah. that's a, a lot but if you do it at, <laughs> at, at a high speed it's even weirder a, com- a comedian was birthed yeah right no there. so I, I, in, in some ways it's like it's really great that that form my personality. I'm feeling better about letting my boys watch South Park. But but at the same time, it was also like you do have to be around kids because what happened to me around seventh grade is when all the all the kids like who thought my weirdness was like fun and cool and stuff in seventh grade, everyone just wants to feel normal yeah. and fit in. Yeah, and well, then, that's a kindergarten and, nowadays. And so what happened? Wait, wait. And, <laughs> wow. and so what happened? So what happened was I sort of like lost all my friends in seventh grade. Oh, and I was very very lonely. Mm. And then my reaction to that was, oh, if you all think I'm crazy, let me show you how crazy I am. By eighth grade, I was hanging out with the seniors who yeah. loved me because I was thirteen and didn't care. Right. And then that that that's where the trouble antics ensued. Antics ensued. <laughs> yes. Oh, wow. So that, but that happens you in want to kindergarten talk about what, now. What your what the antics were? Um, you know, it's a I, I'm sober and I've been sober for uh, ten years, and so let me guess your drug of choice. Can oh, I please take it? a guess. Take cocaine. a guess. No, no, you're no. down, 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 down. Because um, usually people are up and no animated I, like you. You take coke and you calm down. I wanted to shut all the feelings off. Yeah. I what, wanted what no feeling all of them, whatever they were, <laughs> good or bad. Give me nothing so I so could just opiates. sit. In, yeah. Opiates yeah. And, yeah. and alcohol. Yeah. And um, and so well, how old were you the first time you got you tried heroin? 15. Ooh. Right on the Lower East Side. White little baggie with the, the, whole, twin. the whole thing. And, and I think about it now. And even when you, you talk about it like that, like I and it, it's I'm one of these people. It's like gets grossed out thinking about it. it's like how did i how did i do that and i have a different take i just i romanticize that you era do. when you could walk into a candy store on 13th and a and get dope right i think it was a, psycho i i, I you used could to walk into a candy it. store an actual candy store drew and buy heroin and they would hand it and down a laundromat did you did you get triggered in that candy store we were in in, in the village the other day? <laughs> Remember this? Yeah, yeah. Remember? It was, you were no, complaining it, about how they no, were treating us. It wasn't, Maybe. The, it wasn't 
it wasn't like the old days. Everything about New York, I always figure, it's just not like how it was. It no, was so great. It's yeah. not, but I, I, I think I miss some of the, the the rock music and maybe some of the, the bars and stuff. I don't miss the open-air drug market. Yeah, the grit. It, you know, and I, but I do miss the, like, I do, I, I wish there was porn in Times Square still. It was just dirty and fun, but like, you know. What about $900 a month apartments on well, Avenue def- C? What I, about that? That I definitely miss. Like, I had I was living. You know in New York. who bought them all? Uh, Vincent Gallo. He did. He bought all those He's buildings. Gallo. He's a billionaire. Vincent Gallo is in. Um, <laughs> you, are you friends with him? Yeah. Um, I haven't seen him in years, but he did he that movie found, Buffalo sixty six. He, he went and found who had the titles to these old abandoned buildings and bought them. From. Were those all the crack houses? And stuff? Yeah, yeah. No. Oh Way yeah, that's all. It. That's still being developed. Yeah. The down below Chinatown and stuff. I didn't know that no, Vincent just, Gallo like just bought East, like Avenue yeah. like Sixth and C. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it's all. I didn't know that he bought like all of those. No, places. but I'm just yeah. kidding. But like but a he, guy he, like that, he really yeah. was a smart motherfucker in he, that era. Going, so who, I wonder who really owns this building. That how and much vintage, does it cost? Vintage stereo equipment is 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 his thing. Funny. So you could buy a building back then for like eighty thousand dollars. Yeah. Oh, imagine. Ten million dollars in apartment per floor, four floors, forty million dollars. Wow, it's yeah, it's gone insane. Well, I was living there for six. I was living there last year or whatever for. I was working on difficult people, and you know, to have a one bedroom apartment in Manhattan, thirty eight hundred dollars at least. Oh, oh, at least that's conservative yeah. number. And then what I have here in Los Angeles, it's like my apartment now in Los Angeles would cost ten thousand dollars a month. In, in New York City, easily. Yeah. It's, it, it's Do you guys you get renewed? Huh? Do you guys get renewed? Difficult. They're shooting the second season right now. So it, it's, it's an interesting thing about difficult people. The uh, <laughs> You've well, seen it? N- not just that, but it, it, I like the whole idea of it because oh, good. In, in my profession, they have what's called difficult patients. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and Bob and I specialize in difficult patients. And when I see other f- clinicians talk about and struggle with I'm amazed at how unsophisticated people are about difficult people. Yeah. They just sort of recoil from them and they just, oh, they're crazy. I don't know whatever. how to deal with that. Yeah. yeah. And, and, or they get or they, or they get way in deep with them and yeah. get spun. Uh-huh. But, but there's a way to understand difficult people. It, it, Here's and, an example. Somebody threatened to sue me a couple of weeks ago. I said, okay, go ahead. Yeah, right? But, you know, I don't know what you want. What, what can I do about that? I feel like that has kicked in, <laughs> kicked in with me very recently. And it is sort of this new level of sobriety that that, that you 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 kind of that they talk about, where it's just like, it's what's really going to happen? Okay, fine, I'll deal years. with yeah, it. That's it's ten not, years. It is right. Yeah. It's not yeah. really going to affect me today. Okay. I'm going to go eat. <laughs> the other thing I noticed at ten years is people start to attend to their mood a little bit more. Yeah, is that happening to you? Yeah, absolutely. They, they, they start paying attention, like, hey, I'm kind of depressed, or I'm. Would you start to understand the cycles. Yeah, yeah. You're not freaked out by feelings. Yeah, not so you, much. You know what I mean? And you know how to adjust. Like, when I went through a breakup um, uh, about a year ago, it was so funny because I, I, I'm one of these lucky people that the desire to, to use has been lifted. Yeah. But. I found myself be in careful. This... It can be brought back. Oh, really I know. Easily. I know. By well, a doctor. I, you have no <laughs> yeah, idea. I know. That's typically how it happens. It's my it's my greatest fear, and and I see examples of it. All I think the time. I would be loaded already if I hadn't worked with him and saw the prescription drug epidemic happen at Los Angeles Hospital. You get mad about that, and you should. It, it was oh, that oh, is the thing that I gets you so, mad. Me too. It's I was so yeah. lucky because one of my old acquaintances. From both New York and L.A., came, I came walking into the group room one day, and he was in there as a patient. I was like, what the fuck? He had like eight years. And I was like, and he goes, Vicodin. Do you want to hear a crazy? And I was like, what is, how would you waste and throw away your sobriety for fucking Vicodin? Well. And if I wouldn't have had that education, it would have happened to me most likely. You know, I had a friend that uh, was a. Uh, a, a drug addict and and has the same amount of time as me and then they, they had to have a uh, surgery and they needed to Shelley's, be listen uh, shelly has got a great story on this we got to get Shelly in here to tell that story yeah. there's a whole way of handling that that that's what my that's what my friend did yeah. and it was what was eerie they had open heart surgery they needed to take yeah, painkillers yeah. they took them and then i and then they were right back in you know they just did it the right way but yeah. i saw them the you have day to plan ahead that, that it was planned yeah and i saw them the day that the painkiller stopped and i hadn't seen the look in this person's right. eyes like I, I and it was but they were right there where they needed to be yep. and they're fine right now they you can 
you know, take that. I've been lucky. I haven't had to. And I've had oral surgeries and stuff. I haven't had it introduced. But but Shelly talks about waking up on a morphine drip and with the disease fully. fully yeah. And, it, and her, she's aware of it fully mm-hmm. active but can do nothing about it. Stops obfuscating, bullshitting, manipulating the nurses, yeah. immediately in it, and w- totally aware of it. Too bad. Yeah, okay. and so it that just... that doesn't happen amongst my friends. What we've done is some, you know, have the luxury to stay in the hospital. So mm-hmm. a couple friends of mine said, I'm going to stay here till I don't need meds anymore. Well, that's something what right? I did, yeah. And that's a couple, you know, but it's a couple listen. extra days but, is all. And still... it's, it's $1,200 a day. $2,400 for your life. Yeah. To, but for you your can life. still walk out with a pretty good... No, you have to get right into yeah. The... Your 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 brain is on its no, own. No, but you know point. you know how hospitals work. You have a busted gallbladder. You're out in 48 hours with a prescription of oxycotton and I just go I home. Just took and you got to say no. Mother. Yeah, <laughs> I did. I was like, no, that no, no more of that. Need yeah, this. it's too much. Yeah, They're, you know, because because I, I remember when I had to get I had to get in in sobriety, I had to get wisdom teeth removed. Oof. And I was so scared to do it. And the yeah. dentist, I had a great dentist who sat me down. He's like, let me explain. Back in the 70s, what they would do is they'd give you a bunch of Percodan to cover up the pain. And then ibuprofen was invented. And that actually reduces the swelling, which causes the right. pain. And him just explaining it to me that way, I took ibuprofen. Good. I didn't, you know. That's it, good. It, it, People have to be mindful of their sobriety. Yeah. They're not being. They're, well, they're starting to be. As so you, you got see. sober pretty young. How did it go down? Well, I got sober for the first time when I was 17. Wow. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, St. So Mark's. Unusual. St. Mark's. <laughs> I did go by St. Mark's, which is now. It's now a yuppie store. It's like a like Whole a, Foods Yeah, it's, a whole, it's essentially a Whole Foods. Uh, but it used to be really used to be really the grittiest AA meetings. Really gritty. Yeah. I Where? Now it's a Whole Foods. Where? Where? <laughs> Right on, on St. Mark's Mark. Place. Soda Sopa. Well, I just remember watching an episode of uh, Broad City recently that they shot on St. Mark's Place uh-huh. and then being like, this looks doesn't look right on <laughs> film because I was so used to watching Desperately Seeking Susan, which is the St. Mark's that I, you yeah. know, uh, but but yeah. No, when I was 17 um, and, you know, it, it happened, it was just like, hey, you're not you're not well. We need to take care of that. OK. And then it was Did old junkies try to help you. Huh? The, who looked out for you? It wasn't your parents intervening. Oh no, they who, certainly did. They did. Yeah, they certainly did. They they figured out what was going on, and they're like, "Do you ever get in contact with the Atlantic Group?" Oh, sure. sure. Those guys are awesome. Have you been to those meetings? Yeah. You know, it's one time. It's a whole different thing. It's no, and you know what? I, you got to be. I have to be careful with that. With with new people. Yeah. Because it's very, it's I the way, I, and this is not to disparage it, but it is sort of like the Sea Org of. <laughs> 12 step yeah. you know and but i but there's such valuable stuff there yeah. and there's pacific group out here I, that, are we allowed to talk what's about the all one that stuff? what's the one that meets at bill wilson's father-in-law's house in brooklyn or whatever oh, i, I went know. to that one time i've never been to that no yeah they have a once a month meeting that's at, the thing there's so many good yeah. like what i i just had a but had my a, new york my new york friends in the early like at the turn of the millennium they're complaining that New York AA had become too much like LAAA. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's that's what Atlantic fights against. Yeah, you and, know what I mean. Of course, there was that clubhouse on Twenty Third Street, and it was like clapping know, but, but and birthdays. Forget and, that. Yay, uh, we're sober. That's the biggest adjustment for me because I moved here four years ago from New York and. <laughs> I don't want to sing happy birthday. But it's man. LA. We need I know, we need I know, applause. I know. You're an entertainer. You need applause. Oh. But imagine all the suboxone and stuff that's creeping in there. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? I, I mean, I, I mean about the Atlantic, the Atlantic group, but New York generally, everyone's probably on benzos. And uh, you know why there's no awful. treatment centers in Manhattan? Why? Because they insist that all addicts are the same, and so the everybody from the Wall Street stockbroker to the homeless Bowery bum are should be in the same groups and get the same treatment together. And that's not true. No. They have the different needs and different treatment goals. And yet the city of New York is so far behind, like they're in so, the 1950s, yeah. they're yeah. stuck in. Yeah. You know, and, and it's crazy. So no treatment in New York City in the five boroughs. It is so huh. hard. And that's why I really like you guys and and i and i remember watching celebrity rehab and thinking this is good this is a good thing because when you are in desperate straits uh it is so hard to find treatment for the first time uh, listen uh, and 
I want to start a thing. I was thinking we would do. He and I should do a thing where we go around the country and evaluate programs. Please do, and it. and then just have publish our evaluations. I know, went to a bad that. one. You know, oh, there's so many, and 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 that is not what you know. That pl- it, thank God it planted the seed, and so you know. But oh, we did. By the way, one of the one of the ones we found that was good that is supporting this program. It's Rocky Mountain Treatment Center. Uh, Straight up. Hang on. They they are. If you're going up there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are. They're. I, I talked to all the people there, and they're like. Oh no no no! <laughs> this is how we do. The There's thing. no suboxone. Yeah, no you know, you, know you can tell a good treatment center. You ask the director or ownership when's the last time you kick somebody out. Oh yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> right. it's never right. in Malibu. It's never really, really. <laughs> so oh, and these guys use the biopsychosocial model. They all the stuff we used to use, and and they've got professionalized services, good professionalized services, not just physician, but also psychologist. And yeah. Uh, anyway, so they're Great Falls, Montana, 26 bed facility. Point information. Uh, you can find it, uh, click on the banner at the thislifepodcast.com or drdrew.com, uh, or that's simply rocky.rehab. That's their, their website. Check them out, see what you think. But uh, I've, I've vetted them pretty good, and I, I think we got something there. Yeah, it's just, it's just so, I just it's you're, people in like the worst possible panic, and the families in a, in a worst possible well, panic, and, 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 and if, you, if you need to go to treatment. Well, of something. course, somebody goes, I could cure this, no problem. They go, oh, arrogance. Well, oh my God, don't even. <laughs> I, it, it makes me so. so I was sad. an addict. Now I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> here's my here's my method. Don't do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. And, so, and my my thing always with these people, much like with Charlie Sheen's doctor. Oh my uh, God. Which is which is hey, if you have something magic, fantastic, great, publish the fucking yeah. data so the rest of us can partake yeah. and, and apply your wonderful techniques and and if you want to have some proprietary you know privilege over them where you can charge everybody that's fine too but publish the data so it's so well, unethical if you say does, i have something and i'm not going to publish it that's awful how does like a guy like charlie sheen's doctor and i don't know the ins and outs of the thing but to me it's like the minute he's like i have this uh, like doesn't doesn't isn't there somebody that can pick up the phone and be like, "Hey, uh, why don't you come in for a meeting so we can talk to you about some stuff?" Because you're saying some dangerous things out there. That guy, because he goes back to Mexico. He goes back to Mexico, yeah. okay. and, and he did stuff here on, in Charlie too, which is oof, really there's no the the illegal. the real sin of it all is Jayco and the insurance industry are the only things regulating the industry because there's no state or federal guidelines that are being enforced nationally. They're not. Right. And so that's what's led to all this nonsense that's gone on. There's nobody overseeing to see if people are really following protocols. It's only the insurance industry. And the insurance industry takes that power of regulation and forces lower levels of care. Yeah. So I, I don't know if you can follow that. Yeah, no. If, if, the, if the insurance industry is the only thing really qualifying or qualitatively looking after the recovery industry... They can then say, you know what? We don't like inpatient treatment. It's too expensive. It's expensive yeah. We don't. Now they're saying we don't like residential treatment. It's too expensive. Well, no, no, but by so the way, they everything base will that, be outpatient. They base that on medical literature. They go, well, the current literature shows that you don't have to do that. So therefore, we're not going to cover it. And you and you say, hey, you're not sitting here talking to this patient. I'm telling you, he's going it's to that's going to kill himself. Whatever. They go, nah. Literature doesn't bear that up, and and give me more data. And why do you say that? And we'll all right, we'll evaluate it again tomorrow. Oh, you know, somebody's going to go from desperate in withdrawal, suicidal to well uh, and ready for outpatient um, tomorrow. On they would. <laughs> and so and so there it is. And so people sure, get that's behind their that argument, like crazy. right? Right. No, and, and like, let's, that, let's that, play devil's advocate for a second. Let's be the insurance industry. If you were paying. Hundreds of millions of dollars to all these con artists across the United States, you'd be pissed too. That's the problem. Everyone gets painted with the same brush from the perspective of the insurance company. I, I was treated like that all the time. Remember? Yeah. You know, we, doctor we would, to doctors. Oh, some doctor in Cleveland or Cincinnati or further east would just sit and just abuse us. So we knew that when it, when the insurance company said, which is often typically three days in, uh-huh. time for a physician review, I know what that means. Patient's got to go home, no matter what. Wow. They will take nothing. But I want to go back to bullying, and we're yeah. way off topic here. So so who is the bully in your son's situation? And what I happened think, there? I'm, I'm looking at the bigger 
you know, macro of the situation. I think we're raising children too dependent no, on their I, parents. I, you made that point, but I, I want to really kind of drill into bullying per se because I think we've also missed the point on what that is. Even. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's all, you know, it's a nice uh, aphorism with a rainbow on NBC. No bullying. It's like, <laughs> it's like you know, but it, yeah. it's, bullying is something much more complicated. It's a lack of, I've watched it, it's a lack of kids being able to communicate it properly with each other. Right. So so what it is, is the six and seven year olds don't want to hang out with Elvis. They should have that right to say, you know what? We don't want to hang out with four and five year olds. I understand. But they don't know how to communicate that. And in this politically correct world, we're all supposed to love each other right. and be around each other and help. And blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. And so I've tried to steer Elvis towards the kids his age, but he really isn't interested. He's grown up around real... But, th- but there's got to be a reason for that. Uh, what I'm going to focus on, or what a point I wanted to make was that kids that bully, often bullied, it often goes both ways. Yes. Uh, and yep. the bullying, per se, is typically a response to pain. And we don't talk about that. And when I say pain, and, and you know, I remember in medical school, one of the first things that, you know, early on they were doing experiments and these cats, and they were going, "Watch how we make the we electrocute the pa- the cat, and he becomes aggressive." It's like they were making a point that yeah. pain creates aggression yeah. Yeah. in mammals, in all mammals, and we don't think about that. You know, where does the kid's pain? Why is it being expressed in a well? In my case, divorce certainly. Which is but, a typical pain today, right? I mean, so many kids. Yeah, but we don't talk about it. And I, that's my point. Not, and the and the point being, the way that we were told by the child psychologist, which is he doesn't really need to know. He just needs to know that he's loved and that you both love him and daddy's not going to live in the house anymore. We did everything we were told to do. <sighs> right. And it's bullshit. Kids are so kids smart. Kids fucking know. We are so smart. Of course. Like, uh, I, absolutely like, you know what I i'm think, saying yeah no there's the like, i just want to tell them listen so, sometimes people don't get along they get along for periods of time and then just in my own heart of hearts tell my son what happened and why it's why the way he, that it is why don't you because why couldn't you, you because we live in la and you go to a psychologist to tell you what to say okay we, but you can't blame bullshit. los angeles for that like you know what I mean? like, it doesn't happen in new york I'm it, sure no it, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it does I, i'm sure it does you know uh but but like why can't you do that? Like, why we do you have were to do told that he couldn't comprehend? He was well. There, I think that's not true. Four. I agree. It's not true. I think kids, that's not true. Kids perceive units as much as relationships. What? Yeah, you know, they, it's mommy and daddy. It's mommy and daddy. It's the unit. It's the family. I'm part of mommy and daddy. And then when they draw pictures, it's me and mommy. And daddy. You know, it's they, and when the unit isn't like there the way they expect it. They, there's a feeling attached to that, and it's. Lots of different feelings. It is why, like, when I'm in sort of a, a normal family situation now, I'm uncomfortable yeah, usually. Weird for you because I didn't have that. Yep. It was mom's over here, dad's over here, and and uh, and then it was just me. So, like, if it's like a Thanksgiving situation, I'm always like, oh, this is a little little weird. This is does a little it, uncomfortable. Does it evoke anything negative? I, I mean, everything can evoke something negative okay. for me. But it, but it's it's much. It reminds me much like of people that have difficulty with intimacy. Yeah, they feel oh, I gotta get out of this too. Oh close, yeah, too close. yeah, yeah. It's the same kind of feeling. Absolutely. So it, in in my understanding of this, it's usually because it did create a lot of pain for you at one time, and so it's kind of threatening to go back into something. Here's that I could an lose interesting again. thing. Yeah. So Chrissy, I'm dating this girl whose parents are still married. They everybody loves each other. She'll just go over there to hang out. Uh-huh. Like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> I know, I'm like, really, really like, what the fuck what is that? The fuck is like, that? why? You're just going to stop as, as by Howard, your parents for Stern's, no reason? Yeah. As Howard Stern said, I tunneled out of my parents' house. Oh, my God. But well, Howard and his parents, first of all, like, it's 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 my favorite thing in the world. Yeah, yeah. By the way, I was very, there was part of me that when I took the narcissism test, I was like, let me see oh. if I can beat Robin Quivers. <laughs> let me see if I can do it. And I didn't come close. Oh, my but, God. But, like, um, How did she get that? A thirty, it's it's like insane. Crazy. Yeah, it's almost like she she was rigging it, like she wanted to to do extreme reaction. She's to so the, funny. I, I, I was, love. Her. I'm gonna have lunch with her soon. We're gonna I figure out her. what that was. She's the best. Yeah, me too. And so the fact that she was hating on me, I was like, oh my god, I was so, so painful. So here's here's another thing. 
Howard, your favorite guy, was bullied, and that's what drove him to succeed well, in life. So I'm well, telling that, you, I think some bullying we, is good. <laughs> well, that's what I wanted to but break won't down. Kids yeah. regulate with each other if the parents aren't supervising and emailing and bullshitting. I, I think a lot of, and you particularly around seventh, eighth grade, some a, bullying is good. But a lot of the bullying at that age, though, particularly post puberty, yeah. You correct me if I'm wrong here. It, it it's threatening in the way. You know, if it's some evolutionary remnant that we have, because it's it's threatening in a way that's life and death. Didn't it feel that way? Absolutely. Yeah, it, it's threatening because back when we evolved on the savannas, if we were rejected by our peer group, we were literally rejected into the wild. We were going to be eaten by a leopard, and and women use that shunning behavior with great ability with great skill yes uh and but to, but to be ostracized or rejected and not brought into the group is extremely threatening so you kind of subject yourself to the bullying a little bit too because it's too painful too threatening to do otherwise you know it's very interesting it makes me like i often have this discussion with my therapist of just about like you know we we're sort of trained to react you know so like you'll be walking through the you know a field and then all of a sudden oh there's a lion right and you run out you run you have that fight or flight instinct correct and we sort of have now have so much coming at us from our phones or people on twitter or something and we react to it like it's a lion because and i really feel that like i like well i I, you're onto something here because i think that the there's not enough made of how the autonomic nervous system which mm -hmm. is the fight or flight or the freeze response how much it's embedded in our emotional systems and may even be the source of quote feelings in Mm -hmm. my opinion it's how we're connected to our bodies, and body is really the source of and feeling. you do feel and you physically right, feel it. feeling, and the mood attached to it or the affect is a little more complicated, but all of that is directly linked into the particular right side of the brain predominates. Okay, so so all I'm what I wanted to begin the show about we've been <laughs> we've, oh, been, we've been raising our children now for twenty yep. or twenty five years in political correctness yep. in. Perfection in consulting everyone, in everyone's we're doing things exactly the way we all agree will make a good generation of children, and they're a fucking train wreck. This generation of kids, they can't do anything. I deal with them. I live with five of them. Right, twenty like, something. I was gonna. Are you? Just, I mean, because uh, because I I get very nervous about like. I'm not saying everyone. Yeah, yeah. I get I'm very saying, nervous because because believe me, there are some millennials that drive me crazy, and I want to actively bully them. And I'm yeah. like, put on a suit and listen to some Sam Cooke records, you nerd. <laughs> you know. And then there's some where it's just like, oh, I don't understand that, and I'm the old person now, and it's hard to find that balance. But well, I think I'm just talking about uh, self self uh sustainability right they have none right whether they're college graduates right or fucking drug addicts who went to rehab when they're 15 <laughs> if you're 22 yeah. you don't even know how to call an insurance company right do you, do you think some of that is i i, I think Carola it's the way talk, that we're parents there's another piece of this too that the prick the, the lack of uh self-sustainability corolla was talking about this the other day he said uh there's so much good stuff you know, on the internet and in entertainment uh-huh. and yeah. car shitty, you know, yeah. cheap cars are great with the internet. I mean, the, you know, this. So, oh, I know. Fords have, have yeah. the internet on. In yeah, them so you don't have stuff. to really strive for much to have a lot of great stuff. Well, you had talked about this I, just in terms of like m- young men not being able to form relationships oh, yeah. with women this is, because, this is my of, thing. because of yeah. porn. Yeah. You know, and yeah. it's yeah, just yeah. easier. Yeah. And well, that, and I, it gets it maybe I don't know if you heard me talk about it explicitly, but but I've had my eye on that for a few years, and now it's come full circle where there's a syndrome developing. Really? Yeah. And the syndrome is as follows: porn, porn, porn. Don't women are crazy? Don't really? They're kind of uh, difficult. Don't really need to do it. I'm uh, fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Uh-huh. Then fast forward, uh-huh. fast forward twenty to twenty two. I find the one. She's the one. Uh-oh. Except she not signing up for this Uh-oh. she's not, not not in her the women actually are much more evolved because probably they haven't spent their time focusing because on the they just are in yeah. general well they're yeah. right they're more savvy about relationships yeah. so she's like what? no no but and the guy's like oh, what do i do what do i do oh i know I'll, I'll wax her car i'll be her friend but of course she's like fine be my friend right now they proceed to stalk right for, for two, one to two years and then they get angry and then, then there's create an anonymous they, twitter account and yep then, then call, we have this culture they call my radio show and uh-huh. they go Okay, they tell the story. They yeah. got, she's the one. Been two years now. 
and now it's time. Yeah. The, the, now yes, it's time. Now you owe me. Right. I've put my time in, yeah. and now here we go. Yeah. Let's do That's this. not how it works. No. This is and they deeply, don't, they don't, deeply not how it works. They don't get this. Isn't that something? I know. Yeah, and it's, What do we do about young men? <laughs> like, what do we do? It's a great question. It's a really, oh. really a great question. Like, I, I see there's all these. I see a lot of, but I, want, I don't want to bash young men, because I see a lot of. Great. There's a lot of great young men. I mean, sure. really great. Like, yeah. like they're in more, a weird they're way, more polite than we were. Well, in a weird way, we've created something kind of wonderful too. With all what you're, yes, we're disparaging. Yeah, it's just as a side effect. The side effect is, you know, all the stuff we're talking about here. That they're they're, and maybe this will play itself out over the next five, ten years, right? And, and I, I'm more worried about the ones that are sort of, in, thank God, high school and college now. Right. This is where the this is where it's gone to its logical extreme. So I have my kids just out of college looking back going, I don't know what the fuck's up with those college kids. Or like, <laughs> like, like feeling like old people, like, yeah. holy crap, what's yeah. going on with these guys? Uh, so there's something even more going on now. And, and it's in the order of, uh, I'm going to speculate. too. If you look at the Lakers, mm-hmm. D'Angelo Russell is telling the coach to fuck himself. Why, he <laughs> well, I was gonna co- say, why doesn't he go, co- he coach and me play? Right. What 19-year-old <laughs> basketball players ever said that in public? Um, <laughs> but it, it's on the order of a lack of appreciation and gratitude for it's a lack what, what of understanding got. of how the world fucking works because yes, the world yes, works differently and yes. everything and is available so if we're on the demand. ones supposed yes. to teach them how the world works who's I to think blame i think you're onto something with that because because th- then you have all kinds of ideas about how the world ought to work and, and that's <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's and that's leaking into our political system. Yeah, and so there's my lots dad, of extreme views now. My dad died when I was 15, but I I think one of the first teenage interactions I have with him, and and uh, I you know something in the world wasn't the way that I thought it should be, and he said tough shit. <laughs> yeah. Tough shit is not used as a parenting strategy anymore. There's They're value not in it. There is some value in it. I have to say, absolutely. <laughs> like, right. Oh, like oh, that's not on the child psychologist's scope of referral. <sighs> Tough fucking shit. That's I think how it's good is. to you know to you know mix meet everybody's match, individual needs and be loving and caring. And then every once in a while, I think it's good to say shut up. <laughs> like just well, shut up. Well, that's the part that that they that a lot of people today don't suffer the consequence of. Like, didn't we talk a half an hour ago about going to? Oh no! You and I were talking with Nate outside, finding the IP address of people that are yeah, horribly yeah, yeah. abused, and just kind of showing up. Oh god! Then, not <laughs> not being hostile, just showing up. He's like, like, "Hey, how you are, know are you? What? Grow, learn some manners, oh, are, young are man. You, are you learn kidding? some manners? Well, I love that. You know, let's they, quit, let's do a TV show. We, I guarantee you, well, they, get they, picked I, up. They I did guarantee it. they did it. They did it. That it that, work. Ju- that one thing, the blind, the the the. Where they go out and try to find the people that are catfish, faking yeah. catfish. No, not catfish. Not no, there was they, one. Yeah, there was another like one. Bully, but that, like, uh, Mario Mario Lopez is actually the host. Well, he's the guy to do <laughs> it for sure. When you when you think about the psychology of bullying, you want to send, you know, Vince Fontaine guy. from Grease Live. Saved what, by the bell. What about yeah. a comedian, a doctor, and a nutcase? Let's go yeah. knock on these people's do doors. It. Let's go do it. Uh, I mean, I do, because I, I do and see... And not be rude or b- embarrass them. No. Just say, you know what? Nobody's ever taught you manners. You don't, and you just you just don't talk to people that way. You wouldn't well, talk, would you talk to that person they're that way in person? They're telling Paris Jackson well, to kill herself. It's insane. But, yeah, but I want to get to that in a second. But they did this. They literally went like with Kim Kardashian and Paris Hilton and, and, and these people that were really hating on them yeah. and showed up at their doorstep. They continued to hate. <laughs> they didn't back off. A oh, lot of them. right, because there's a camera. Yeah, yeah, right. No. Yeah. It, it, oh, now they're famous. Right. Oh they, they, my yeah, god. Yeah, yeah. I get We're it. We're through the looking not. glass with that. So, uh, Paris Jackson, I, I yeah. saw your post on this, and I felt really, really sad for that young person because it's so that's a young awful. person. Yeah, that's because she's person. just a young girl. She's just that. And she's not. I was trying to think if she was my daughter, what I'd say, I would say, don't go on the internet. And then a friend of mine you said, oh, yeah, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. 17 year old girl. That's can't like go on saying, the internet. don't listen to music, don't watch television. <laughs> you know what I would do? There is, you can't do that. I, I would hook her up with other people that have to deal with that shit. Yeah, that's yeah. that's safety in numbers, yeah. is what that is. That's the, you know, that's one person talking about their pain to another yeah, person. I think and she's then pain very, gets she better. seems very isolated to me. I think if you brought her in with people that. See, there's another part of it. Well, there's more than Paris Jackson getting cyberbullied. Of course. Yeah. This Cyberbullying. No one wants to claim that it's happening to them. What if they empowered? This is part of my antisocial personality disorder. Ah. Empower and form <laughs> form support groups across the United States of kids that are bullied. 
so that they can help encourage and support one another. Who wants to go to that meeting, though? Who wants to go to an alcoholic meeting? Good point. Good point. (laughs) But that's life for, you know, that's, I guess bullying could be seen as life or death, too. But try explaining that to, like, a a 13-year-old, you know, like, oh, it's rough. We actually have to wrap up our our session here, guys. Uh, well, we should call these episodes sessions from now on. I like that. <laughs> yeah. But did you have anything else? I never asked you what you wanted to get from us, or did you have anything more you wanted to say? I just or do? wanted to come and sit and chat. With you came. You, you came highly recommended by Jen Berman, so I knew yeah. this would be great. And so I, I love just your let shirt. It, let it fly. Oh, thank you. The thank Devo you. shirt. Oh, they're I so great. Devo. Oh, they're the best. That that was the band that I I was like, oh, that makes sense with my brain. That's Did what you ever I'm see be. Dove, the band of love? Sure. That they had? Yeah. Wasn't that the greatest, the greatest. thing ever? Yeah. Remember when Bob Dylan did the Christian album, You Gotta Serve Somebody? Yeah. I, Devo, I don't worship at the altar of Bob Dylan the way you do. <laughs> Neither, do I, Devo, Neither do I. Devo did a Christian band like a called Dove. Man to me. Listen to this, Drew. They did a Christian band called Dove, the band of love. Yeah. And they did all Christian versions of Devo and Bob Dylan. Yeah, it was it was amazing. Funny. I just remember Devo was part of the exuberance that broke out in the eighties. Yeah, and I was always grateful for them. It for was that. so exciting. Yeah, it was exciting. Well, you worked at you know K Rock. Yeah, I was when, right in the middle of it. Right in the middle of that. Yeah, and I got to meet all these people, and I had no idea. I was in medical school residency. I had no idea yeah. who anybody was. <laughs> what? You were oh, on yeah, stage she, with yeah, Devo? Yeah, she was. That's she knew amazing. Yeah, back in back in what would have been eighty three? Was it eighty <laughs> three? 82. Oh no, it's Devo. That's them. This is where every fifteen-year-old just stopped the podcast. <laughs> or no, but you know what, Bob? But one fifteen-year-old is like, "What's Devo?" And their life just changed. Yes, Listen, that's but, what but, one life at a time. Yeah. Yes. However, I'll also remind you that there are a lot of people that don't remember. You can't make references like Johnny Carson and the Tonight Show. And okay, wait, 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 gonna... wait, wait. And now I'm encountering young people that they don't know who Jay Leno was. Okay. Okay. You ready? Well, you feel good about that? Yeah. So, you know so what? So, that'll say good night, everybody. Yeah, goodbye. <laughs> it's, we're all doomed. <laughs> so, listen, it really was a privilege to have really, you here really and nice really fun. You. And I hope we'll, we, we, you know, have a relationship with you going forward. Yeah. Yeah. We will support uh, difficult people as much yeah. as we can. Thank you. And so, you've already written the season. That's, yeah, they're filming now. right now. And then Do you I'm have going to go to... on set and stuff? No, I'm not on set for that. That's uh, They're in New York, and I'm starting at a new uh, a show for Netflix, which uh, I'll be able to talk about soon. Which oh, I'm very excited well, come about. on, talk about it. Or yeah. Come, on, come another podcast with Corolla, too. Be good. Oh, it'd so. be a blast. Yeah, where can you find you, Jake? I'm on Twitter. Be, please well, be, what's the Twitter please be nice at Jake Fogelnest. F O G E L N E S T. Is there a website or anything? No, I don't have a website. I should do that. Great. Ladies and gentlemen, here's the promo from Dr. Drew. Yeah, just just in case uh, you don't know where to find us, you can find us at drdrew.com, thislifepodcast.com. Uh, Bob, do you click? Do you have a website? I'm around. Just yeah. put my name in the Google search. All right. Follow everybody. Follow the podcast. We really enjoy doing this. We'll keep doing it. And uh, email in your questions. We will call. We get we have callers in here once in a while. And uh, we'll also, of course, take your feedback as well. Doctor.com slash contact is where to send those emails. Today's podcast is being brought to you by our friends at the Rocky, Rocky Mountain. Mountain Treatment. That's where they are. But I like the name Rocky Mountain Rehab better. Okay, fair enough. But it's called Rocky Mountain Treatment. Well, we'll let let them be both. They, <laughs> and and they're whether strangely though their act their website is Rocky dot Rehab. So, oh really? Yeah. So check it out. See you cool. next time. Hear the songbirds sing. See the sunlight touch your skin Feel the mountains closing in Over valley and long Over trees covered with snow Fly the raven can crow And I, I won't ask much from you Just try and keep me on your mind I won't waste time with endless dreaming And if it goes too far I won't forget how close we are Oh, for